Hello there guys, gals and non-binary pals, all of whom are loved and welcomed in this space. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Bibliotech of Boba Fett, the only book of Boba Fett focused discussion show hosted by the Imperial Set Podcast. I'm your host Charlie Ashby and joining me as always is my beloved uh, assassin, uh, friend. Love the hesitation on that. Co- co- <laughs> Love I'm it, uh... with loads of, yeah, like uh, loads of, master assassin, class driven. What's up? <laughs> hey friends how you, how you feeling oh i'm surviving i am surviving yeah it's good for people that, anyway yeah for people <laughs> people that don't know claire has been in a back to tank the last few i years. wish i was in a back to tank i really do wish i was in a back to tank yeah i'm just saying vaccinated boosted it's been two months since i've been boosted and Still caught COVID nineteen and it knocked me on my butt. So I'm just saying you should go get vaccinated and go get boosted because I can't imagine how thoroughly knocked on my butt I would be if I did was not. So anyway, public service announcement. It's not fun, guys. <laughs> you heard it here with with a scoop network. COVID nineteen. Not fun. Not fun. Um, I know. Controversial topic. So sorry if I mute myself. It's because I'm dying. <laughs> but no, yeah, absolutely. Get vaccines. If you haven't got your vaccines yet, you're an idiot. Uh, get them uh, immediately. Get your booster shot. Um, if you don't want to be called an idiot, I get your vaccines and I'll stop doing that. Um, and protect your neighbors who can't. Yeah, yeah. and wear a mask. And don't wear like a don't, don't wear, wear like a don't do this. That's not a mask. Wear a <laughs> mask. We're everywhere. Hold it over the nose. And nose and mouth, guys. And don't cough in people's faces. You're weird. My fuck. favorite is like the weirdos in the grocery store who are like, technically it's on my face, but it's completely under your chin. I'm like, I will I will murder you. Yeah, like Chad, your goatee can't <laughs> get worst. COVID. You're fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're joined by a very special guest this week. She is the, the mother of this show, quite frankly. Mom. She... <laughs> She's the uh, owner of Not Safe for Work podcasts. She is a co-host of Rogue Podron, and she is amazing. It's Seth. It's me. I'm here. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm wearing pajama pants, but I'm good. <gasps> me <Who> too. It? <laughs> it's the best pants. Yes. Got some Real lovely tracksuit bottoms on. Got my full Hawkeye uh, <laughs> tracksuit bros. Get up on, uh, nice. how yeah, how's things going in, uh, in New Zealand? Um, well, it's really hot, like, it's really fucking hot. <laughs> Wait, I can swear in this, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's really hot. We're a day ahead of y'all. Um, and gotta say, not much, not much happening over here. No, one day yeah. further in 2022, still the same. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway this is a fun episode um, no but yeah pretty good Saf we talk about this quite often because we have both have a shared love for a certain character and that is the well not even just the character just the uh, you know just Tamora Morrison in general as a, as a being mm-hmm. as, a, as a god how has it been like uh, looking forward to the book of Boba Fett it's been very exciting I've been looking forward to it for a while um, ever since Mandalorian made me love Boba Fett as a character unexpectedly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been really, really psyched for it. Um, I'm very happy that it's finally here. 
it's yeah, it's one of those things where I think this week even more so than usual because it was like a bit longer. I was like, it really hit me how lucky we are to have this show. And, yeah, um, really are. To talk about this episode review, uh, episode two, the tribes of Tatooine. So, shall we get started? Okay, I'll go through chronologically, but again, per usual, feel free to jump around if you have any ideas or thoughts. Uh, we try to stick to you know in chronological order, but don't worry about it if you've got something to say. Uh, but we'll start try off. Try is the key at... word here. <laughs> try is, yeah, try is our motto. Um, do we try? We hard? laugh at you, no, but we technically do put an effort in. <laughs> there is trying. Uh, yeah, that's what makes it worse. That we do we put the effort. In. <laughs> no. Uh, first point, meeting the mayor. So, obviously the episode kickstarts off from last time, where Boba Fett was nearly assassinated by uh, this uh, group of assassins. <laughs> Fennec gets, I know, crazy that. Uh, it's almost like that's the <laughs> job, isn't it? Um, Fennec <laughs> takes the prisoner t- all the way back to Jabba's palace, or should we say Boba's boutique? I don't know, what do we call Boba's palace? Um, it's not his boutique. Yeah. It's boutique. What are they doing? Selling, selling little shirts? Oh, I wish. Yeah. Can you imagine that? <laughs> it makes oh, you stop. You gotta go to the trip and then come back. You make your own little like, build Amazing. a bear workshop. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, we see him come back. Uh, they threaten to um, get information out of this warrior by sending them to the Sarlacc pit. One, I'm, I just love that that still works. Little... You got the wrong monster there, buddy. Did I say Sarlacc pit? You I... did. <laughs> Look at his face. He's just like, what have I done? Wow. What have fake I done? nerd. Absolute no. fake nerd. I need, I need to leave. <laughs> no, the Rancor pit, obviously. I was I was testing you guys because mm-hmm. I'm a man in Star Wars and that's what men do. That's true. That's true. Um. No, yeah, the Rancor pit. No Rancor, just one little small little mouse, which I thought was really funny. Um, yeah, I'm sure that that will get his own character in one uh, oh, FAC God. POV book. The Mouse of Tatooine by oh Chuck Wendig. Um, <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> that's not the mouse that needs its story. The one is the one that's uh, that's wiping the sweat off a hut face. Oh, is the Jesus. one that needs its own oh, yeah, story yeah. here. Ooh. We'll get there. We'll get, well, I remember we said try earlier. To try to keep it in yeah. order, but I cannot. I cannot. But yeah, what did you think about that opening sequence with the mayor and like getting there, interrogating, intrigue, setting up this sort of mystery plot? I just thought there were a lot of really funny beats, which I liked. <laughs> <laughs> there were, yeah, especially with the mayor's like assistant who is like, oh, that wormy I'm obsessed guy. with him. I'm obsessed know, yeah, with the majordomo. Has he got a name he's... yet? Because I want to call him Douche. Fortuna. I just call him Wormy because he's kind of wormy looking. Wormy. Yeah, he's kind of wormy looking yeah. and acting. Have you ever watched oh, V? Well, you're not allowed to come back here. Okay. Well, never mind. Like, All right. The TV series. Mm-hmm. I saw a little bit of it. Have you watched it, Claire? Mm-hmm. I have. You know who that is, right? I do know who that is. So in Veep, uh, the vice president's ex-husband uh, Andrew is like this like womanizer piece of shit. That's him. Oh, it's <laughs> so funny. And it's like, as soon as I noticed it, I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. Like, it's, I don't, he's just perfect for the role. I don't like that he's 
human flesh colored. He's a little bit more orange though, right? No, he's very fleshy. And I don't he's... like it. <laughs> You know, like flesh. Uh, it um, it like. makes me it makes me think about the fact that the Leku are actually like flesh, and I don't oh. like that. I don't <laughs> like that reminder. <laughs> I prefer I prefer it when they look a bit more alien, like when they're blue or something. Okay, you know I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. But he's just kind of like he's just a guy. He's a guy who's got weird tentacles on his head. <laughs> he's some he's some oh, weird guy. <laughs> he's just some guy. Who is this guy? Um, yeah, no, I thought it was really cool, like, the comedic bits in that sequence is, like, him just being completely, like, oh, I'm sorry, we didn't got an appointment for you right now, but if you can talk to, no, no, okay, and then both of us, like, fuck this, like, I, I nearly died, I, I've been through <laughs> shit all my life, I don't have time for this, um, Oh man, he also looks like the other guy who's, like, the receptionist at the mayor's office, can I just shout out him looking like every guy I've ever met in a bar in Old Town, if you're from Chicago, you would you might get that reference. But he literally just looks like ev- with the mustache and the long hair and the hat. I'm like, okay, I know this guy. <laughs> I know I know a lot of this guy. He was a very particular breed of person. I'm like, oh god, and like just just like maybe 23 years old, 22, 23, like just able to be there in the bar, just able to grow a mustache, and he's just vibing. Yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> It took me back. <laughs> it also reminds me of all the, like, the small galaxy criticisms. Where people are like, everyone knows who everyone is, especially if you're a big name character. And this dude is like, oh, Boba Fett? Okay. <laughs> who the fuck is that? Not, on, not my menu. Small galaxy who, baby? Exactly. I just like the idea of that. Is it any character? Like, Darth Vader. I'm just looking at my notes. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so funny. <laughs> and Boba Fett's trying to be so cool. Oh man, that bit is great. You know damn well who I am. It's like, oh, so cool. I'm going to use that in like the future. Uh, Thank yeah, you I, for that helmet, because he'd probably be like beat red under there. Also, I've, <laughs> I've never related more to a character than I did with Fennec at the beginning of this episode. Just completely done and completely destroying people that are overrated for their job. <laughs> you know when you see people and you're like, these people suck and they like pay loads of money for it. Like, fuck that. That's me in the grocery store. Literally, Fennec is me being like buying generic cereal, just being like, you pay for the brand. You don't pay for <laughs> it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same cereal. You pay for the name. Okay. I will get my cereal for 75 cents less. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> corn flakes? What is this crap? I buy flakes of corn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I like my puffed rice cereal. Thank you very much. <laughs> I like how your your direct response for that was like groceries, and mine was like, all I could think of was Hasbro. <laughs> you just buy it for the name. <laughs> Darth Vader carbonized on holiday. It's not even a very good name, too, isn't it? It's not really, not. <laughs> it could be. There's better ones, better names out there. I'm looking at you, Hasbro. Yeah. <laughs> About time they take into task. Um, but yeah, and then we have obviously the meeting that sequence where the mayor is basically saying, I wasn't behind this hit. And that actually there's a lot more going on Tatooine than you think. Like just taking over the seat isn't enough. There's also the actual task of having to like get all the tribes together. And because obviously everyone's a bit of that con- power control. And there's obviously a lot more than just killing one person and taking power. 
And that's where the twins come in. Which, as soon as I heard the twins, I was like, oh. Oh, I heard the twins and my first thought was the anime. Oh, yeah. And I was like, the twins! And I was like, not those twins. (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars and its twins, man. Star Wars loves its twins. Yeah. Also, can I briefly, before we move on to the twins... Have we seen a bearded or fuzzy Ithorian before? I didn't think that was a thing that he had like facial hair. And I'm like, I. He's fuzzy, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, this is. You are an underwater creature, typically? Question mark. I mean, but, you I know, think they're like forest guys. I don't know, because it's just like. Ithorian. I haven't seen a bearded Ithorian before. I'm like, I like your scruff, dude. Yeah, I like it. You know, you look very distinguished. Whatever, whatever you got going on there. And it's just always lovely to see one with the voice changer on his mouth. It just feels good. It feels good. I very handy. sound like a normal guy. I know. It's Robert, I know. It's Robert Rodriguez, it's so right? Normal. I know. It's so good. Yeah. It's like, I like how he's just like, I'm going to play more than one character. And you can't stop me. But I'm sorry about the light. I'm being blinded here. Um, oh, geez. It looks like you're about to get scenes. raptured there, Charles. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Oh, no. No, I can't yeah. do the show. I'm not logged <laughs> into her account. <laughs> it's all those sins you've been doing, Claire. You were going to say something? Was there anything else you <laughs> before you move on? Um, I enjoy fuzzy bearded Ithorians and voice fuzzy changers. Bearded. And just oh, him and... being a normal dude. That's, yeah. Also, his, his outfit it rocks. Like, he's got a great outfit. Yes. Oh, my God. Them that threads. And I don't know if it's this sequence or, like, straight afterwards where we're getting into now, but the bit with the... um. It's like a a bikini-clad wolf lady. A hask, yeah. I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> when I watched it with my friend earlier, um, I paused it so to make sure she saw it. <laughs> I was like, you got Look. it, you got to see this. <laughs> what did you, You're what, welcome. What's our, what's our thoughts on this brand new character? It's like, that that character there is someone's glob shadow, you know? <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> I also like the the shot right <laughs> after that is like a droid that's very clearly just a dude like in a barrel, <laughs> like <laughs> like the droid legs yeah. are obviously just dude's legs, <laughs> like in in, in like tubes. Really oh yeah, funny. the rain barrel. It's literally a rain barrel. Somebody found it on Amazon. Oh they just God. painted a rain barrel. They found the exact barrel because <laughs> it's so obvious. It's just a dude. See, it's amazing. I really want that to be canon. That it is just a dude. Like, he's on the he run. He's to be a droid. To be a droid. <laughs> like, like, David, we know it's you. You're watching for murder. He's like, beep boop. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Come out of the barrel, David. <laughs> we know it's you. Uh, but yeah, obviously oh we move goodness. on to uh, the big appearance of a very interesting character from the comics that I wasn't expecting to see, especially not in this episode. But the fact that we have seen them is... Uh, very interesting and might lead to some speculation and that is Black Chrysanthemum and Twins how so Claire, happy. your face in that reaction was great <laughs> I it, love him like, I, I saw some people's him. reactions and it was like a lot of shock, some people were like, not, weren't sure who it was, and Claire you, yours was great because it was so <laughs> matter of fact you were like, talking about something else, you were like uh, Black Chrysanthemum <laughs> instant like oh the boy he's here oh my god that's not good that's not good for you mr <laughs> mr fett sir oh my god he's so beefy like even for even for like wookies i love to see how like 
actually beefy he is because you know comic book art you can kind of give or take some some creative levity but no he, he that's a big boy been, it's a that's a that's a big ass boy and i am so excited he's so <laughs> scary he's so scary i love the afro comics so he shows up every other day to be like get your shit together afro or i will to put the bounty in on you and she's just like no no no, no we're gonna be fine always weasels her way out of it but I'm, I was so excited. <laughs> and if they're hiring him, that's, that's no good. Very no good. Is I'm excited. It's going to be good. Also, the <laughs> twins. How about the, the way the Hut twins jiggled? Oh, my God. They jiggle so much. Oh my God. I understand Diego Luna more than I <laughs> ever have in my whole life. That's <laughs> just like, it's a texture that I need to discover is exactly how I feel about that. Like, Diego, I get it. You and me, man. Instantly, I'm like, I want to touch the fat, the, the Java bellies. No, the hot bellies. Like, oh, my God. So, anyway. How about you guys? There was, to touch was a lot of jiggle there, yeah. <laughs> I want to touch a hut. You know what? I'll touch a hut. Yeah, I'll touch two. It. That's right. We got twins. You can actually give a birth to those two. Oh, mama hot. A... I'm just trying to imagine them as little stinkies, you know? <laughs> just like little, little stinkies. Little stinkies. Oh. Well, By I the way, I, I hope stinky power. wherever he is. I, thought, I hope he's okay. I hope he's chasing his dreams. I think he doesn't give a shit about his death. House. <laughs> 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 his cousins are getting involved. Yeah. That's true. But then we don't know he's how he's living his own life. Right. He could be in a. He could be in Star Waver. He could be, you know, he could be doing his own thing. You know, that's probably not stinky. Otherwise, that would be a whole new level to that story because they literally. I don't know. I kind of want. I kind of really want Bobby Moynihan to be stinky. Age <laughs> <laughs> hey, me, stinky. Um, oh. Also, yeah, Black Crescent like it's just awesome. It's, it's, it's one of those things where you just watch it and you go, oh yeah, Obi Wan gave him that scar, <laughs> you know? Like this, yep, this that's definitely what. I, yeah, that's definitely what I did. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, Obi Wan Kenobi fought this dude. Like I saw him like, and I was like, wow, he looks like a character who's already established in Star Wars. That's so mm-hmm. weird. And then didn't think about it any <laughs> further than that. <laughs> He's just a, like yeah. he's got the look of a character that's like designed for Star Wars already. Mm-hmm. He looks like a cameo character, <laughs> yeah. especially the lingering screen time. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like, in the Caribbean uh... all he was. I was like, ah, oh, he's just a cool looking Wookiee that just kind of looks like he'd be a cameo. Cool Wikipedia. <laughs> don't worry, we had that exact same thing with uh, some other characters in this episode. Oh, don't worry, I did too. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I know that people like. By the way, I, I we got comments like being like. Can't believe you didn't notice Cammy and uh, Fixer. I'm like, there is no way, unless you were the actress that plays Cammy and the actor that plays Fixer. There's no, I, I the majority. The worst thing about that is, people, like, yeah. I saw people talking about how there was like a cameo of those characters because I watched it like a little bit later. So I told people, told people talking about that. Didn't register in my brain at all. They're like, we right mm-hmm. over my head. In the subtitles, it, it says she's Cammy. Like, they call her Cammy in the subtitles. And I was like, huh, Cammy. That's an interesting name. <laughs> and then I wrote the notes for Rogue Padron. 
And I called him some dude and her his <laughs> companion. <laughs> and everyone else in Rogue Pod started talking about how it was Fixer and, and Cammy. I was like, oh shit, that makes so much more sense. Because <laughs> I was kind of like, why did they give her a name? They never use it. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> but the, yeah, it turns, out, as... it turns out it's another cameo. A cameo. I think Charlie made that joke earlier. Yeah, a cameo. A cameo. But yeah, it's like, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not watching the deleted scenes from A New Hope every day. Believe it or not. <laughs> not the first thing on my watch list. It's actually pretty darn low on my watch list. Way far behind the actual movie itself. Um, the the finish cut. Not just the deleted scenes. So, um, yeah, that did not register in my brain. And also, you guys are total dorks for picking this one up. Being like, you didn't know? I don't, also, I don't, I don't believe you. You're calling yourself nerds. out by, like, being condescending about knowing. Right. Like, this is this is on you, not me. Right. I don't believe them This is either. a you problem. The majority of people are them. like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, I spoiled that first time. I'm like, no, you didn't. No, you, you, can know who, you can know who Cammy and Fixer are. Like, we know who Cammy and Fixer are. But you can that... open Twitter, you stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Fool. You only know because people told you. Exactly. And you shouldn't be afraid of admitting that. That doesn't yeah, make you less of a fan. Things. I don't yeah. know things all the time, and I admit that. Unfortunately, I know a lot about Star Wars, but there's a lot I also don't know. <laughs> You're technically in Star Wars. <laughs> technically in Star Wars, yeah. You are, yeah. You're canon, <laughs> well, baby. We need to find more of that character uh, later on. But yeah, the twins were looked... Okay, this is an interesting topic I was discussing with a friend of the show, Alden, mm-hmm. which is the, um, the, the with with the with the huts. Would you have preferred creature or CG? Because for me, I feel like they went the best round. Like I think CG looked amazing. I thought, like Claire, you were saying that the jiggliness of the. <laughs> I, I love to work at ILM and be like, we need more jiggly here. Um, I think that works really well. I think they've really perfected the heart design. And I was also just thinking just in terms of like bit working in that set. Like you have to have to make a whole costume. We know that with the heart, Jabba the Hutt. It's like, what, 60 people? 60 people in there? During COVID time, you don't really want that. Um, Also, like they're being carried on a litter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's probably easier to have nothing up there, really. (laughs) Rather than like two big ass puppets and a bunch of dudes. That's true. <laughs> that is also true. I mean, I mean, they could probably, you know, use the magic of technology to film them elsewhere and put them on the litter. But what's the fun in that? Right, exactly. I demand <laughs> the people actually carrying humans on the litter. <laughs> like, yeah, Jabba's one of those characters that I don't mind being CG now. Like, really? And when people go, yeah, but this is the script, I'm like, look at all the other stuff that is practical. You have you got to think about COVID. You got to think about practicality, cost-wise. Yeah, it it's very CG. expensive to make a puppet that big. Yeah, yeah. If it's CG and it works, just do that. Like, yeah, I thought I it was really good. I thought they looked great. Obviously, I got I got no complaints. My my heart is always like team puppet. Like, there's a part of my soul, my little muppety muppety soul, that I'm just like, <laughs> I need team puppet but no jim henson inside us all this looks great yeah exactly (laughs) i'm like can we just like do a puppet with cgi effects but this looks amazing i'm like i I ain't mad i ain't mad they they faked me into wanting to to touch something that wasn't even there (laughs) bastards (laughs) 
that's, that's an edit. They changed your uh, mind. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of practical effects, I think there is a character that would be practical if done, but we're going to talk about the fact that they didn't appear in this episode again. This is our segment we like to call Salacious Watch. No Salacious <laughs> be crumb this episode. We've got Max Rebo again, or Matt Rebo, his brother. We don't know if that's Yeah, confirmed. Max or Matt. I don't it's know Max. which one. Is it Max there? It is Max. Is it not his twin I don't brother? know how I know this, but I do know this for sure. It is Max. <laughs> well, we, we, we're jokingly, we, our fan theory is that it's they're like the Gallagher brothers, and that there was a famous <laughs> Rebo band that was like Oasis, and like Max was uh, Liam Gallagher, and this is like the Noel Gallagher of the, uh, of the brand. He survived. <laughs> Matt Gallagher, Matt, Matt Rebo, Matt Gallagher, Matt Rebo, <laughs> Matt Rebo, yeah, Matt Rebo. but um, yeah, I thought it was really cool to see them again. The little cantina band dude. I like Big the room. droid that has the symbol on it. The, the hi hat. <laughs> I love, oh, I yeah, love that droid. So <laughs> there are the really problem. good droids in this episode. <laughs> So many, and like whoever on Twitter pointed out that it's a literal hi hat. I don't remember who you were. Oh my god! I just wanted. I just wanted. I was about to say give you give you a big hug, but it is COVID, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a fond thumbs up from far away, <laughs> from over six feet. Like Jesus, you look jacked there. I look jacked. I am jacked, Charlie. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll take that compliment back. <laughs> okay, I'll give you a compliment, and you immediately think I'm being horrible. Um, make me beat you up. <laughs> Jesus, okay. Um, that's, a, that's a Patreon bonus. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 the droids looked amazing this episode. The, that has he got a name? That droid, the drum droid. Can we call oh. it R R one N G zero? Absolutely not. Why? Little episode on agenda day. I'm a little Ringo Star droid. <laughs> he just comes back next episode with a little mustache. Oh my god, I'd be so happy. What did you see? I thought that it was, uh, Jennifer Beale's character, I feel like she's a more skin toned Twilight. She's than... also skin, they're both skin toned. Like, trust me, that dude is very pale. Okay, fleshy. I need to go back. Um, and, yeah. She also is. I don't, it makes me very uncomfortable. I also feel like there's a commentary in there about how the more humanoid looking Twi'leks are the ones that are actually in charge of stuff. As opposed Ooh, to the yeah. ones who are like colorful, like blue and stuff, who are like the slaves. Um, I feel like there's some commentary in there about that. But also, it probably is because logically, like in reality, because it's cheaper to have the character who's doing more talking and everything to not have to paint them up and everything. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're probably accidentally putting some kind of uh, commentary in there about Star Wars races. SJW out of my Star Wars. Never <laughs> been my to Star Wars about blowing up the fascist big building. Um, I didn't catch any of that. Did you, Seth? <laughs> I got like ten percent, maybe. <laughs> Sorry, let me clarify that. Um, there was none of this in my original Star Wars, which just, oh, which go. had blowing up a fascist big building. Ah, uh, yeah, the Death Star, the um, fascist gun. We're we're gonna ignore the the word stormtroopers. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're just gonna pretend that didn't happen. If anything, Hitler stole that from Star Wars. <laughs> um, oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. God. Um, I think what's 
like really cool about this whole sequence is obviously like he's trying to maintain control. We know that's going to be like a, a factious debate between Boba Fett standing its ground and then all these other tribes and the way that he fights back against them. I'm really intrigued to see where this goes. Like I get intrigued by the opening like moments of the, like the current day storylines, but as soon as they get back to the the past, the flashbacks, I've got to admit I'm I'm more like I'm, I'm more focused on those. Even though I love yeah. Fennec Shand and I really hope they focus more on her in, in future episodes, I just I really like the flashbacks. Mm, yeah, so we, I dig so the flashbacks. Should we dive into that? Yes, let's do Here it. Here we go. Put your back to tank on because we're going training Tuscans and trains. Uh, we see Boba after last week. He, um, you know, helped them out, helped this little kid out, um, became part of the tribe a little bit. Um, and now they're sort of training him, seeing what he's like, seeing how he interacts with everything. We get like, it's like nice joining fight the groundlings. It's, it's yeah. like joining the groundlings or Second City. You got to take your classes first, and then you move <laughs> on to your next level. And then you go through the system, and then you eventually can go on stage, which happened in this episode. And then next episode, he's full <laughs> member of the tribe. He's full <laughs> member of the groundlings. <laughs> it's a little plus. I hate um, myself. Continue. <laughs> yeah, we get a really cool sequence with the uh, the Tuscan female warrior. And uh, God, I love her. I love her so much. I have I seen her. people go, "Oh yeah, he's really cool." I'm like. It's clearly a woman. It's clearly a lady. Like even before I knew like who her stunt actress yeah. was, I was Me like, too. "That's clearly a lady." Yeah, it's pretty. Like, and because I know people are going, well, "It's because she only have like you know big bazongas." They're not like, "Oh, she's a woman." <laughs> <laughs> you do require those in order to be identified as a woman. You yeah, know. otherwise if you're you... obviously a dude. No, it's like no lipstick. Dude. No, nothing. No like lipstick. That. No makeup. That would be funny mm. though, like the Tuscan like mouth. <laughs> just lipstick over top of the mask. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> it's a big Kenobi on a dating site. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, yeah, there's that, but there's also like, I know a lot of people are like, well, in the Tuck of the Clones, we saw that the women were wearing this. I'm like, That's women don't all wear the same clothes <laughs> <laughs> in real life. Apply that knowledge, no, like logic and knowledge, to Star Wars. Yeah, there's more than like five Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, and there's different tribes. There's lots of different well. tribes. Yeah, yeah. There's different tribes, and like there's obviously different outfits even within this tribe. You can see that they're dressed differently and stuff. Yeah, and I'm sure there's like ceremonial reasons for different like, colors. Dude, have some imagination for once. See, that, yeah. Possible. Turns out not everything's a plot hole if you pay attention to the story. <laughs> Uh, writing and the yeah. thing they're telling you. I swear one day we're going to have fucking TV shows and movies that are like this is what I mean by this. I am bad. See? Because badness. Yeah, Some people can't handle silly, anymore. Morally negative things. Uh, so obviously I'm evil and I should die. Mm-hmm. Mm. <sighs> people. They suck. <laughs> but continuing on to what we were talking about last week, Claire, in terms of like what is Boba's arc in this show, especially in the flashbacks? Mm. And of course, we had my little theory about how I feel like he's going to be ingratiated into the tribe, and that something bad's going to happen to the tribe, especially the the, the young child, or perhaps the warrior. Um, looks like we're getting closer to that this week. I don't like I don't like your theory. I don't like. I could it. be I could be very wrong, but my theory is that he's just going to leave the tribe because he needs to go get his armor. 
Well, he's yeah. gonna say goodbye to them, and nothing well, bad's my, gonna happen to them. Well, my theory <laughs> That's was my that theory. my theory was that maybe something bad happens to them because he's like all he wants, Boba. In my opinion, like the, the reason why I love this character is that all he ever really wants is a family. Like if you watch like the Clone Wars, like oh, obviously Django dies. When they watch mm-hmm. the Clone Wars, it's not like he like completely loves Aura Singh, but she's there for him. So he like works for her and like it's like some sort of family. Um mm-hmm. we see him with his own like group and then he like just falls back into what his father did, where it's like with Queen Jab- Nats Razzie. Yeah. And oh Jabba Jabba is kind of a family, like it's a routine for him to get out and do this like bearing hunting. Like stuff. him with the Tuscans is like the first time he's kind of been actually Mm-hmm. accepted somewhere um, accepted yeah. and yeah like felt like he's belonged again to a, like a not only a routine but a place people who respect him people who have this, a, a decent sense of code and honor and i think what's really cool about this is that we see and what i love about it is that we see him ingratiate and add that bit of texture that obviously this meant so much to him that's in part of his current armor now mm, yeah like the black replaces like it's not like he's just for, like, to me, what was really powerful is that the, the symbolism of the armor shows where his past, his present, and future, like what 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 stand what he stands for. And for me, the armor represents Django, and the the fabrics represent his time with the Tuscans. And I think that's really beautiful, like the the way that the costume design works. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like I love, and then she looks really like awesome, just as well. Yeah, um, I'm really worried about the family thing because. Of course, they keep focusing on the child, and we keep seeing flashbacks of Boba when he was young, and we know <laughs> that he didn't have a great childhood. And I, in my opinion, I think what's going to happen is that the Tuscans, something bad happens to the Tuscans, and we find out Bib Fortuna's behind it. Maybe he's the one buying the spice. And Boba goes, I want to stay here with my family, but I have to go out, take my armor back, because he had like five years of him like, without the armor. So it's not like he went out and was like, I really need this back immediately. He has to be like, okay, now I need to get the armor back. So for me, I feel like it's him saying, I need to take control of this territory. And I need to get, I need to put my own justice into effect. I need to give these people and everyone, not just the Tuscans, but everyone on Tatooine, a fairer shade of like control. Like everyone deserves justice and respect. And I think that's why he goes off and kills Bib. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> like, I think retrospectively going back and watching that would be really interesting. Because at the moment we're like, oh, he just wants power. Yeah, he just wants power, so he killed Bib. I think it's more of a revenge thing. It's like, fuck you. You and your master sucked. I'm taking control and I'm putting my own stance and things because I've been taught by the Tuscans about leadership and justice and, you know, fairness. And I want to put that out there. Like, I feel like he'd be good, like leader he'd be a good prime minister um, oh, don't don't make him be a politician he's too good for that <laughs> prime minister but he's his politician where it's like yeah but if you you know if you fuck around i will shoot <laughs> like every and, good politician oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i really love the way they're delving into this and there's a lot of symbolism between the tuscans and boba that i never really thought about until the series which really hit me this week and i i admit it, i cried a, a bunch of times during this episode because it really hit me the Aww. symbolism of it like I, I really emotional um the thing i really loved was first of all 
when you think about Jango Fett as a character, he got fucked. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> in like, technical terms, he got but fucked. In both technical terms and, you know, I mean, look at him. Um, but <laughs> he was a child who lost his pa- parents, right? Because he was a foundling. Mm. He was picked up by the Mandalorians and raised as one of them. So he's taught that he's a Mandalorian. He goes and fights in the Civil War for them. So he literally goes off and risks his life and his blood for this culture, this people. And then afterwards, like you see in most um, real-life situations with uh, veterans, they get neglected. There's nothing for them. They get frowned upon. And we already know there's a cultural divide in the Mandalore. Where What happens, when... really? What happened really is that afterwards... Uh... Dave Filoni decided that he didn't want to be a Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and also I think that what's interesting is there is also a cultural element of that, of you're not a real Mandalorian. And you see this a lot with immigration. And you see this a lot yeah. with like, oh yeah, you were born in Britain, but just because your parents weren't from here, or you're not quite the same, you're not British. Or you're not uh, American. You're not usually, you know. And I think what's interesting is that with Django, he's neglected. And we see this with Din as well, when Bo-Katan is like, you guys are weird. <laughs> you foundlings are weird. You're not true Mandalorians, because we come from the that aristocracy. The worst. We, we come from the aristocracy. We come from uh, the actual Mandalore. And so Django is on this, like, pre- he's like, okay, well, what do I do? I, I can't, I have to make money. I have, I've only got one skill, really, which has been fighting as a soldier. So I'll become a bounty hunter. Becomes a bounty hunter, happens to be given this, like, no offense, but like crazy fucking opportunity to be like, I'll give you like billions of Very credits. cushy job. Yeah, I'll give you billions <laughs> of credits if you just train yourself. And he's like, <laughs> fuck it, okay, yeah, sure. Like, and then, hey, handsome specimen, can we make millions of you? <laughs> <laughs> sure. And then, and then what happens is he dies and yeah. his face ultimately becomes the physical embodiment of its own other imperialism imposing force onto the galaxy. And so for the Mandalorians, they're like, yeah, no. Like people like sh- like douchebags like Ormek are like, yeah, no, Jagafet isn't a Mandalorian. Like this is like damage control. Like he was never a Mandalorian because he's a bad guy. And then you have this other stuff of like the clone troopers having the physical face of uh, Jango Fett literally take over Mandalore and impose yeah this imperialistic regime against across the galaxy so then there's this other sort of nature to it but then boba's in the middle because he's like but i'm not them i am the son i'm his son but i'm still treated the same way so he's also an outcast he never has a family he doesn't feel like he belongs with the clones because they don't like him he doesn't feel like he belongs with all these people so he's an outcast. Yeah, he self-declared and... that he's not a mandalorian himself yeah i find very sad but, but he, yeah. I feel like he will become that in the Mandalorian. I feel like he will reclaim that title and I hope prove he does. them wrong. I hope yeah. he proves Bo-Katan wrong. Because when she said he's not Mandalorian, I got so mad. I was like, you know what? I hate this character now. I hate Bo-Katan. She can die for like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, it's like, but you were a terrorist too. Like, you were a terrorist. Yeah. yeah. You, what, what, you can't... Are we going to forget about Death Watch? The Death Watch? And uh, yeah, I, I think it's really interesting. And the thing with the, the Tuscans is that it's the same thing. They got touched by imperialism. They were a tribe who ruled this place. And people came over and took them for granted. And now they're the savages. You see that again in real life scenarios. You see like 
in Britain to go to different places in like Africa and stuff. <laughs> of course, yeah. the cultural tribes are the savages because they have. I mean, they happen different... in New Zealand as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it happens all over, and it still happens. Oh yeah, they're savages because they have a different lifestyle, different culture, different background. Because they're not civilized and Western like us. Civilized, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and then we impose our own things on them, and so when they fight back, they become. Oh, they're awful. I'm, I'm, I hate to say this, guys, but I'm going to throw it out there because I've been thinking about this a lot. I think Shmi and Kleek were fuckers. I think they were horrible people. <laughs> you know? I think Shmi's a Karen. Damn, them some fighting words. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't know if you... I think Kleek was a Karen. I think Kleek was, Kleek was, yeah. The whole, the whole thing of like, ah, oh, yes, I fell in love with my slave and freed her is a little bit... Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit weird. I'm There's still, a little bit to unpack there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still pushing my theory that he's a black widow. There's a bunch of graves in that, in that uh, sky, <laughs> in that, uh, that Lars lot. There he's other wives. Sorry, son, oh your mother God. died. What's her bank account again? <laughs> and it's like, what? I don't know. I haven't seen her in like twenty years. <laughs> you tried Anakin. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <My brother's off. laughs> I thought you had no legs. Um, but yeah, like I think it's really interesting to see it through that way. And another thing I never really think thought about before is that they they both their homes, Boba and the Tuscans, are like the sea. Like they both come from yeah. places of the sea. And yeah, there is some big symbolism there that like yeah. my brain isn't big enough to comprehend. But I'm like, I notice, <laughs> I see that it's there. I am aware of it. Don't know what it means, we... but it's there. <laughs> And I love that with... imagery in that vision quest. I yeah, really like loved it. In the Just, ocean. Yeah. And the way that it moved like it was underwater. Oh my god. Mm. First of all, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful animation. Holy crap. Animation. Oh, yeah. Did I just say animation? You did. <sighs> Special effects. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I mean, it is animated. I've been watching the Clone Wars. I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a COVID pass. I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a sick kid pass. Got that brain fog. I'm gonna take a take a four a.m. pass. Five We've all done that today. It's fine. Yeah. Also, it's, for people that are watching this, Claire woke up really early to do this today. Usually, I'm the one up late, but so give her a pass. She's 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 putting the work in. Thanks. <laughs> Content it's, it's animation fuckers. Um, I've been watching the Clone Wars. I've been watching. I've been watching the Clone Wars. So I, I think I got animation on the brain. That's what I watch right before bed too. So and it just makes me feel like how resilient the Tuscan people are. Like, cause if they this is originally like a water planet, they must have been quite aquatic as a species. I guess. Who knows? Like the fact that there was an ocean originally Amazing. is really cool. But God, that must have been a long ass time ago. Yeah, it never Which means they were really ancient to species. Never really occurred to me either, like the Dune scene. I was like, "Oh, okay, well that makes sense." Um, but yeah, like I, I like the symbolism. Both of them come from water planets or like seas of their own nature, and he has to and even the sand itself is like a sea. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. feels he feels like home with sea. Like he feels at home with the sea, which I thought was really cool and really interesting to see them deal with that. We have the whole train sequence. Which the guys from the trains cool. are just dicks, honestly. <laughs> like, they have no nice. reason to be shooting the Tuscans. <laughs> they could just drive right through. They're going too fast for anyone to stop them. Right. Yeah. And they, they're using the Obi-Wan Kenobi trick of using like, a crate Dragon Call. Yeah. Oh, they Scare are. them. 
Yeah. And also, like, Ooh. what are they going to do? Like, they're not going to catch you on a beta. Like, just keep going, bro. Just keep going. Like, go fast. Like, keep your windows closed and just go. Like, oh, right. No, they might have this armored train that's going 50 million miles an hour. Like, no need. No need for this, Pikes. You rat bastards. Pikes are just... Yeah, they are just rat bastards. I am mad at this show Nimes. because Pikes... Like, the douchebags. They've always been douchebags. They've always been, like, edgy drug lords. Like, hey, you want some of my spice? Like, fuck off. Um, <laughs> but now they look cute. <laughs> I know. They they un- is that the first time we've had a pike unmasked? Um, I think it is. I was talking to you on, on Rogue earlier. I didn't realize there were pikes, but I did the thing of, like, I looked at them with their masks on, and I was like, huh, they look like pikes. Interesting. And then they took the masks <laughs> off, and I was like, oh, no, they can't be pikes then. <laughs> I think it, in the solo art of book, there's like a pretty similar design when they were like, yeah, um, the, I haven't like seen that, but uh, my thought upon seeing like the leader Pike was that that is a very solo looking design. I was like, they look adorable, you little weird druggies. But they are little shitheads. Yeah. I love that moment too. Like, are you carrying spice? <laughs> and like, what does it look like? Like that? <laughs> Just so good. <laughs> Like, come on, man! You're a pike. Of course, you're carrying. Of course, spice. you know what you know what it looks like, and you're carrying it. <laughs> Those Tuscans were high that night. Oh my god! A Tuscan <laughs> that was like crazy. there with the spice be blown in their face. I'm like, yeah, that guy's fucked. Like, forget about the Boba's trip. This guy, I want to see what yeah. that Tuscan's trip. Yeah, I was gonna say, who needs lizards when I don't know? He's gonna go on his own sort of journey there. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about the speech? Because that was another moment I cried where. Boba gave that really, really beautiful speech about how Dunasini is their ancestral home and that you must pay a toll to cross them. I was like, oh, this is this is the shit. I, I, I can't even imagine how that feels for some like, indigenous people to watch. Um, just really cool. And I'm really glad they delved into it as opposed to... And I've really, I have to say, I really, really do love the way they've explored the Tuscan uh, people in The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba because they're just great. I love them now. That's what I said. Like, I'm going to watch back and watch Star Wars and be like, Ben, Kenobi, dickhead, uh, the Lars is awful. Shmi, maybe she deserved to be. Okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> maybe she <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe she wanted to be crucified. <laughs> no, um, oi, oi, oi. No, I'm joking, obviously. Shmi did nothing wrong. She's perfect. Um, but... Everyone else, like, who treats them like savages and stuff. It's like, you know. Although, I, I, now I've got, I actually did, like, a 180 on Ben Kenobi from A New Hope. Oh, interesting. Because when we see the Tuscans put the bodies on the fire, now I'm like, oh, is that, like, a ceremonial burial thing for the desert? So when they throw the Jawas on, it isn't just like, fuck them. Obviously, free people being like, whatever. <laughs> like it's just it is a ceremonial thing like ben's like oh there's poor jawas let's give him a nice little burial <laughs> as opposed to Ugh. i mean Burn them. Jawas are little shit. The evidence. they are little shits but oh my god i know as we've seen anti-jawa murder <laughs> unnecessary jawa murder i'll stake my claim on it i'll put it out there <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the whole yeah that whole sequence is really cool very much Western trope of, you know, yeah, the Western, like, you know, getting off the train. Um, very much Lawrence of Arabia vibes. I know people are saying Dances with Wolves, but I've got lots of Arabia vibes with that. 
just really awesome sequence. Teach oh, teaching the teaching them how to to write the, uh, the, the the training montage is like one of my favorite oh. Star Wars moments ever. His yeah, his bit with the banter. Like a banter. Like, <laughs> I'm just when saying he, that, he reminded it, me so much of like so many family friends I've known growing up have like such a similar vibe to that. Like he's got such oh like, God, a, yeah. like a like a like a crazy uncle. Just like yeah, he's got such an uncle vibe, and like he reminds <laughs> me of so many people that I know, and I love it so much. I just yeah, it's gonna be so cool. Just this, I mean, the whole sequence, yeah, him him fighting up those douches in the in the bar was really cool. The shadow effect on the wall, um, <laughs> the R, I love the drink. <sighs> he's just, Tim is just so perfect. He's so good. He's, Everything he does, it's just like I love Boba Fett. I love what he's doing with this character <laughs> so much. I know. I think what I really love, and I think like you you get it a lot in. The behind the scenes of Attack of the Clones, but you don't necessarily get it for the, that particular character, but you do get it with Boba. It's Tim's really fucking funny. He's and so you get funny. to see a lot of the comedic elements in this character, which I really do appreciate. He's a really funny dude. He's a great actor. I'm so glad that he's like getting his chance to shine in this so much. And like I truly love what he's doing with Boba. Like I just adore this character so much now. He's such a dweeb. <laughs> and I love how angry boyos on the, the the dude bros on the internet are this so mad oh, it's not funny he's just a killing machine he wouldn't do that it was like well he's clearly doing you don't that. know him you didn't know I him this really... before like, you're you not Boba Fett now. friend but I am and I will tell you that this is what he's like <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a really interesting thread about this episode on Twitter that like I think responded with a lot of people and I got a lot of these like douchey film nerds coming out oh. and being like um, actually, in the original trilogy, he wasn't like that. This is just retrospective filmmaking. And ironically, their Twitter banner was uh, Saul Goodman from Better Call Saul. And I'm like, oh, that's the comedic <laughs> one-off character that uh, had a really in-depth and expansive spin-off. Interesting. That's an interesting comment you've made. Interesting. There. As um, if storytelling doesn't expand or change over time. Like, I, lo- I don't understand. Where- fit in the original trilogy, he goes out like a chump. Like, yeah, dude yeah. is in the background, like flying around uselessly, like, and then goes down the Salak pit. Like the dude, his armor isn't even that cool. Like, I gotta say, with the white undersuit and the like colors, it's not a great look. And I don't quite get why people love it. As soon as he's got like the repaint with the black undersuit, it looks amazing. Like I get oh, it. The new one looks. But, I mean, I love both, but the new one it just feels really. But like, great. I've never understood the Boba Fett love until now. Now I'm like, I love him. And yeah. everyone else is like, no, this is wrong. And I'm like, no, this is good, though. This no, is this actually is right. really good. <laughs> I, I've, I've always loved Boba Fett. He's one of my favorite characters. And I've always loved... Because that's the thing. He isn't not a badass. He is a badass. But in his own regard, like, he's, but he's also an idiot. He's also um, funny. He's a doofus. He's funny. He's a doofus, he's yeah. He's I remember a um, complex one of my friends, one of my good friends, uh, when I first met him, like he knew that I like Star Wars, and so and he likes Star Wars too. So I was like, he was like, "What's your favorite character?" And he was like, "Boba Fett." And I was like, "Ugh." And he was like, "Because he's he looks cool and he's useless, and I like that." And I was like, "That's fair," <laughs> but I don't he's like also... him. And after the episode of Mando came out with Boba, he was like, "Shit, I can't like Boba Fett anymore. He's actually cool now." <laughs> <laughs> and I think what I really like about it, and I think what. Like what the recent comics have done a good job at. Because there's some comics where they still fall back on the EU, sort of like, 
he's cool, he's badass, he knows everything to do, and he can shoot everyone. But there's some comics, like obviously the Charles Soren ones, which I think gets Boba perfectly, which is that. I mean, Boba doesn't really, he doesn't really give a shit about Han Solo. Like, people go, yeah, there's this long rivalry, and he really wanted to get that bounty. Nope, he had a job to do. He got hired to do it. He did the job, and then he got paid. He just and wants to like, get paid so he can go that's home. That's cool. Contractor, baby. Yeah, he's, he's just really tired of it. That's why he's in Jabba's house. He's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, he's just, guys, can you just stop? Like, I just get dude, just do had, dude just had a life. Like, dude needs a rest. He's so tired, yeah. That's he's so part. tired. And I think, yeah, people just want to get really angry about nothing. Like people say, oh, yeah, but in the OT, who cares about in the OT? Texts change over time. I said this on Twitter as well. King Arthur, if you went back to the original King Arthur text, nothing like the one we know today. <laughs> Merlin, not there. Uh, Sword in the Stone, nope. He was just a, like a warrior king. And I mean, nothing that's happening in the show contradicts the original trilogy. Nope. Not Not at all. And it's even more in line with, like, the prequels and the Clone Wars. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because people say, oh, yeah, the prequels, they changed what Boba Fett meant. I'm like, no, they didn't. And also... They made him cool. We have lived... Yeah. And they made him a kid, believe it or not, before someone grows in to be whatever badass you want him to be. At some point, that person was a child. (laughs) Oh, what a shock. And some people... (laughs) I still are joking. Um, they never grow out. <laughs> and yeah, like it's like, come on, guys, just relax, calm down. We've lived about, I think it's like one more year, or maybe it is this year. No, one more year, I think. Uh, of, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Equal amounts of time, basically, between Empire and Attack of the Clones and then Attack of the Clones and now. We've lived with the new Boba Fett, quote unquote, because 2002, Boba for 20 years. And then Empire came out, what, 81? So yeah, like one one year difference, basically like 21, 20 years. Equal amounts of time with both. It's time to move on. You know? <laughs> yeah, it really is. And like, I, it's like, ugh. it feels similar to like a lot of criticism I see of like dude bros that get mad about Halo, like recent Halo, where it's like, they're mad that they're like cool, tough guy that they've imprinted on who has never really entirely been a cool tough guy and has been kind of like a dweeb the whole time has emotions and like feelings and they get really mad about it and it's like people are a lot it's a good thing actually to have feelings you should try that you should not as fighting a weakness yeah no it's actually okay (laughs) like the fact that you are that concerned about this makes me very positive that you need to go to therapy and I'm, I'm yeah you need to go honestly everybody needs it. to go but especially you good sir like yeah, I'm I don't worried know how about you, you. Can, like look at the, the pure joy in his like face like when he's doing the banter thing or some of the other times like just the pure joy in his face how can you not love that his his absolute horror and shock at the idea of potentially ruining this beautiful gift by swallowing <laughs> he's so it apologetic it's the about funniest it. thing I've seen He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's, it's so it. funny. It's so wholesome. <laughs> and then later on he goes, I thought that was part of the dream. <laughs> what the, he's like, what the fuck? And Seth, you made a really great point actually about like masculinity and stuff because I feel like that's really a recent thing that's kind of developed. This weird 
idea of what masculinity should be. And it reminded me a lot of, I don't know if you saw, but recently this, uh, this like clip of um, Grace Kelly from a, like a, a pirate film came, it was like trending on Twitter of him talking, uh, having a cigarette in his mouth, putting it in his mouth, kissing the woman, then putting it out again, having a little smoke. And all these women were like, this is like really absolutely sexy and like hot. And if you, when you watch it, it's pretty hot. And then people are like, I generally feel like men like this are gone. And some dudes, but I feel like men like this are gone. Like, is it the hormones in the milk? And then someone put this really great tweet uh, at underscore pem underscore pem. And they put, the serious answer is that gay people demanded rights and became recognized in the mainstream. Male heterosexuality had to reformulate as a boring hyper-masculine parody of itself so that its mannerisms and style could not be confused with homosexuality. And that is so on point. People that are so insecure really with their difficult. sexuality that they have to be this macho thing. I mean, people go, yeah, look at that very macho man, Grace Kelly. <laughs> like, have you seen any musical in back from like the 50s and 40s? Like, those people are very much in control of their sexuality. But nowadays you go, oh, you look a musical. That means you're gay. Ooh. Like, shut the fuck up. He's literally a tap dancing man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has tippy tappy shoes. And I do love a man that taps. Like, I, I gotta say, well. I am weak for a man that can tap. <laughs> like, you should well, absolutely not show you sit next to me if I ever am in a musical and there's a surprise tap number featuring men. Oh, man. I get God so forbid, excited when that happens. I, like, my whole body seizes up. I'm just like, so me too. Me too. <laughs> just I'm something about it. I don't what else. <laughs> Yes, I'm not alone. Well, I can't control the motions and the things my body does during a male tap number. I can't. I just, I love it. I love, I love a man that can tap. Speaking oh. of which, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it's like, come on, Boba Fett could be these multitudes of things. He's, he's just a he's weird. Like, sort of... Clearly badass because when he has that fight in the bar or whatever, like he's really cool. And really badass. Like, he can, he has multitudes. Man has layers. Yeah. And they do a he great job of showing the, my mode. favorite new camera shot is the, uh, is the down below POV crazy temp eyes. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Like, oh, I want to be the, I want to be beaten up I am tomorrow. so, so scared of that, man. I do not want to be on the other end of that gaffy stick for many reasons, but doesn't help. That's how you know you're done. You see that Speaking look in Tem's eye. Speaking of Gary Six, let's go to the final part of the episode, the trip and symbolism. We talked a little bit about the trip and how, like, the scene and the symbolism of that and stuff, but the whole sequence was just great. Great comedy, great uh, metaphorical <laughs> like, commentary on, like, becoming Gave a part me some of the um, good Django Boba feels, which makes me happy. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's oh, all that I want is Django shot. Boba stuff. Watching his daddy fly away. <sighs> he loves that, his that, so that much. That made me tear up. I was like... Do you think we're going to see Tam as Django again? I really hope so. Like, I'm kind of like, are we? Because he's quite a bit older now. Um, but de aging. It'll be kind of obvious. But yeah, de aging is a thing. But yeah. I'm also just like, I really hope we do because I really would yeah, like to see Django again. And I, I really do think that like this trip will be part of what pushes him to leave is because he's had that memory of his dad and like needs to go find his armor and everything. I really hope we get to see. If we do get to see Django, while it'd be cool to be like, oh yeah, we'll get to see like him be badass. I kind of really want to see a moment of those two being loving to each other. Yeah, I would love to see 
a, a sweet moment between them. Well, that would sweet. that would be all I want. That I would be set for life if I got that. I mean, I you would just literally see. film that reaction and just go back to bed and cry a little. Like, <laughs> like, uh, I want to go back to the Jiggly Twins. There <laughs> was less emotions with the Jiggly Twins. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I'm the sort of idiot loser who saw the Slave One last week, the Django Slave One. I was like, "This is me. I'm done. I died. I'm happy." <laughs> then we saw it fly this week. I'm like, "We're gonna see this man walk down the ramp, and then we're gonna see like them cuddle." I want to see them cuddle and smile. Oh man! Oh man! Even if, he, if he says, "I'm proud of you," throws a baseball at him, he catches it. <laughs> there was a baseball in him. <laughs> No, um, sorry. There would be, there would be, it would be a rugby ball, actually. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe this fucking cultural erasure. Oh, me, my American (laughs) ways. Um, Baseball. We play cricket here. We play the worst of the sports. Cricket's great (laughs) if you have ten weeks to watch it. God, (laughs) fuck cricket. Cricket's fucking worst. I hate cricket. My dad loves it. He stays up till like three in the morning. It's like baseball, but so much worse. Oh god. It's baseball with tea. <laughs> with tea. Um can you imagine like a little rugby ball in space? A little space rugby ball. I love it. Don't pass backwards. Um yeah, I just yeah, I'd love it. Um What else the symbolism, I guess. Oh yeah, obviously the, the putting the costume on, him all becoming part of the tribe officially, and then the dance at the end. The dance is yeah. so beautiful. It, yeah, I know people keep calling it the haka, but I don't think it is the haka. It, it's not a haka. It doesn't look no. like a haka at all. Mm-mm. Like those are very a haka is like a quite an aggressive thing, <laughs> and it's aggressive like, like not, tribal, like yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not like a peaceful dance like that, and even like um, it's that's it's really not a Maori thing. Like it's that's not the that what they're taking that from. Mm-hmm. Um, at least not like anything I've ever seen. Um. Obviously, I'm not like a an expert, but no, yeah, <laughs> I have I have seen quite a lot of stuff. Um, I I don't I definitely don't think that was the culture they were taking it from. And seeing people call it that, I'm just like, you don't know shit, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> at least watch a haka before you start saying this. Yeah, I mean, I, I watch rugby, so I'm like, miss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh. actually, there's no swing missing in rugby, Claire. You base, <laughs> baseball, you throw in a catch. I mean, it's thrown. We were talking about cricket earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about that. No, um, yeah, like I, I I mean, we watch rugby. I watch New Zealand play rugby all the time. It's like that's that's not what they were doing. Yeah, like I've been. I was involved in like kapahaka um, as a when I was in school and stuff, which is like doing the dances and Mm. um, the songs, the waiata and stuff like that. And yeah, it didn't feel familiar at all in that way. I think it was just something else. <laughs> but also, we're we're open. But it was to be, beautiful. I mean, we're, we're not saying mm-hmm. specifically. We, we don't actually know. We're just giving our definition. But if there's anyone who's uh, a Mary watching this video, please do leave a comment and uh, enlighten us because education is good. So, the thing that kills me the most about Boba Fett is like the thing that gets me is hearing everyone mispronounce Maori in the in different oh, ways. How am I saying it wrong? Can you tell me yeah. how to say it properly? Maori, Maori. Yeah, you got to kind of got to roll, you roll your R, kind of like a D. Okay, okay. Maori. Yeah, you, you get in there. Okay, 
I'm terrible at rolling my R's, that's why. Okay, so. No, I'm, I'm terrible too. That's why it's more like a D than an R, kind of. Okay, oh, I'm going pla- to practice on that. And next week, I'm going to try and do it properly. My crusade is getting everyone to pronounce it correctly in podcasting. No, <laughs> that's okay. Absolutely... You should have heard how Danny said it earlier in our and It was very funny. Oh, wow. No, that's, 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 that's the best part about, I feel like, Star Wars and, and any sort of form of media is that you're learning new information. That's why I love Doctor Who. Like, all the historical stuff that you learn from that show. And There is um, a lot of cultural stuff you can learn from Star Wars if you actually, like, read more and, like, listen to people who are involved in those, like, cultures. Which yeah, is really like, cool. And it's, like, the... really... It's really it feels kind of like home having Tim like put so much of his culture into it. Like yeah. the mm. faces he makes when he fights, like he makes uh, like exclamations in Reo when he's fighting as well. Um, like the way he says Jabba, like with the R, like Jabba, um, oh. which is like the way that we say, like when he did that, I did like the Leonardo DiCaprio point. I was like, that's what we do. That's, that's <laughs> how we talk. And like just the expressions he makes, the the way he acts is just it feels like home, and it's really nice to see. There's a there's a lot of obviously like New Zealand uncultural, but there's a lot of um, Commonwealth commonalities. I feel like <laughs> yeah, get me and Saf get from this. So I remember last week we were messaging each other like just hearing him say mate when he said mate. Oh man, I love that he says mate. <laughs> like <laughs> mate. <laughs> Oh god, it's so good! Like he says another one this week, but I can't remember what it was. I can't remember the top of my head what it was. He says another sort of like a bugger, bugger. <laughs> yeah, when he said like a trigger little bugger, I was like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want more people to say bugger. It makes me very happy. It it just it's it brings me so much joy that he gets to bring so much of himself to that character. Yeah, and and uh, it seems like he's very much not just yeah acting, but he's also like helping produce and. Yeah, that seems like he's actually like, involved in it behind the scenes, which is really good. And of course, with Robert Rodriguez um, uh, being a Latin American as well, also giving his uh, you know background and information, helping push those voices up is pretty mm. cool as well. I still think the creative team is still pretty damn white, but you know, there's at least yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, they get, they're getting there. <laughs> they're getting there very slowly. They just really need to stop having it just be Favreau and Filoni in charge. I don't know if that will happen soon, but I feel like I'm. I'm. I gotta say, I'm dreading the Dave Filoni episode. <laughs> Is he writing one for the season? He's he's directing one of the episodes, yeah. Oh. And I gotta say, I love Filoni as a as an ideas guy. He comes up with cool ideas. Do not love him as a director. <laughs> yeah. What, what, even if Honda appears, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> My friend, um, that'd be crazy. Uh, do you have any theories for the future of the episode of like the series? Like, have you got any theories? Because obviously, we see like the spice train. Clearly, the Pikes are working for someone in the past. There are like potential uh, rumors and speculation about who they're working for, who could possibly appear in the series. Do you have any idea? I honestly was. My brain was just like, yeah, this is just a one-off thing. They're never going to go back to this. Okay, interesting. <laughs> And I could be right or I could be wrong. I will accept either. <laughs> do you have any idea? Do you have any theories at all of anyone who could return in the series? Or do you it think could it... be, uh, let's see, it could be Mace Window. <laughs> That'd be interesting. <laughs> um, I would like to see a clone. I don't know if we will, but I would like to see one. Mm. Yes, mm. have Tem, just Tem talking to Tem talking to Tem. 
I want to see him so many times. Oh my god, I would love that. Drums across the board. I need it. Because <laughs> I, I, I want to see how adult Boba reacts to like a clone. I'm I'm curious, but I know there's not really any clones around at this point either. Um, they're all pretty old or dead. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they have a pretty rough life too. Oh, um, Otherwise, like I don't really have any strong theories on anything. Like, I at some point he's gonna have to leave Tatooine, I guess, because we see him off Tatooine and Mando. Like, I don't know how they're gonna tackle all of that stuff. Like, is one of the episodes just gonna be a replay of Mandalorian? <laughs> like, who knows? <laughs> I think we will see Din. Yeah, I, we'll definitely see Din. I think. Yeah. But I'm thinking more. I was thinking like, will it be? Because I just assumed in my head that we'd see him in like the future elements. But I feel like actually we might see him in some of the past. I want to see him and Boba interact post the final episode, like after he's gone oh, up Grogu. Yeah. Obviously, I want to see that because I like the tragedy of that. Because um, there's like the parallel of Boba was like he lost his dad to the Jedi, and then you get to see someone lose their son to the Jedi. Oh, God damn. And yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> so I'd like to see some some interaction there. Uh, I don't know if we'll get it, but that's what I would like. It's just gonna be like. Okay, who did you give the kid to? And he goes, oh, just some guy <laughs> some called Luke with Skywalker. A <laughs> and then he goes, wait, Luke Skywalker? And it just flashes back to him getting whacked on the jetpack. And then all you hear is, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> He's like, are you okay? He's like, He's like, you've made a huge mistake, man. You need to get your kid back. <laughs> yeah. Like, I fought that kid in his old house once. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Um <laughs> But yeah, Claire, any ideas of like or theories or? I mean, I think that I don't think personally that the Pikes are gonna take, uh, the reclaiming of Tuscan land lightly. I don't think that the crime syndicates are gonna be too happy about what's going down. So I think next episode we're probably gonna get a flashback of some, some some a larger force coming back to so I think maybe we could get some crime syndicate action cameos maybe maybe okay I'm gonna say it. Crimson Dawn um I think Crimson Dawn are behind it because... yeah well their fragile alliance with the Pikes or whatever well that yeah I wonder if that's still intact maybe not who knows also who just knows? like it just it just retrospectively feels really weird for them out of nowhere to be like. Oh yeah, Kira's coming back in a comic book. Oh, yeah, I feel like there That's has to be point. a little bit more behind that, right? Like, I swear to God, if it I don't know, but they already have Kira's. a brunette girl that we've seen in the trailer. You can't have more than one. That's true. <laughs> People will just get confused. Oh, that's true. What about all the blonde? I'm just saying, Star Wars. They clearly do not have enough brunette white women. <laughs> Demographic we are lacking. At least this one has a fringe, so I'm like, oh, like some representation yes. for me, finally. <laughs> Bruni with a fringe. <laughs> finally. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm Who am gonna... I kidding? Rose, Rose already gave me the fringe representation I needed. I don't need more. Yeah. I, I'm going to be really, um, I might get cancelled over this, but I'm going to say it. I, I personally, I'll never get tired of brunettes and styles. <laughs> I'm going to lay, I'm going to leave it out there, you know. More, more Charlie's brunette, gonna type please. space brunette. <laughs> uh, well, it's kind of yeah. like I don't even be sick of seeing blue ladies in Star Wars, so you know, not getting That's... enough of them lately. I got to be honest. We might see more, hopefully soon. Hopefully, well, we saw blue oh, lady. Might have been Sokira, though. In this show, right? We saw what blue was it? Pilot? 
Yeah, I think it was Blue Twilight. Um, and Max Rebo. <laughs> and Max Rebo, yeah. Oh, of like, course. How can we get the most sexiest character in Star Wars? The bluest boy out there. <laughs> also, I do want to apologize. One of our commenters on YouTube put a really cool fact about like how the puppeteered uh, Max Rebo. And I replied, I don't think that's tr- I don't think that's correct. I feel like they hired a blue elephant to play the keyboard. <laughs> got a blue they got they found a blue guy yeah, like, excuse me mr blue elephant man yes can you play the keyboard you won't believe this what i'm a jazz artist oh great <laughs> oh my um, god this is exactly what we need this is what we're <laughs> looking for yeah i feel like crimson dawn's a good bet maybe kira would be awesome like if amelia clark just showed yeah. up because we know that obviously i feel like there's a lot of nice cross overs with like the disney plus marvel and star wars stuff going on just because of the nature of like oh well, this is fun to work on or maybe like the sets and stuff we know Amelia Clark's working on a secret invasion for Marvel so maybe she tried out a little bit of a test with Book of Boba she just certainly likes the character so that'd be really interesting to see um but there's still a lot of other characters that could potentially be there Lots. Cad Bane, I suppose. Never really, never really found out about Cad Bane. I mean, he is in the Bad Batch, so it's possible that we do see him. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm trying, like, I've been sitting here hoping that that's the one that's going to be in here. However, I've officially, you know, started the, the, I'm hoping for too many things to happen in this series, which as we know <laughs> on the internet is not a ter- is not a good thing, not a good recipe for, for success. So I, I feel bad wishing for both Salacious and Cad Bane. So I'm trying to like reel my excitement in. So I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. Yeah. Well, it's fine. What I, would, this... what I would really like yeah. to see. Yeah. Oh, I'll save you from that. What I would really like to see is Omega. Yes. <laughs> I know that's very unlikely, but I would love to see Omega. I want it. Go find your family, Bulber. Come on. See him or at least him acknowledge her. I want, yeah, I want, I want him to realize he has a sister. Um, you're not alone. Yeah. And like, I know if she turned up in this, it would like spoil if she survives the bad batch or whatever. But like, I still want to see him and like her interact. Like, I would yeah. kill, I would kill for that in Star Wars. Thanks. Like, literally, I would kill a man. A healthy brother and sister relationship in Star Wars. Yeah. He deserves it. She deserves he it. Does. They all do. He's always been looking for family and it's right there. It's right there. Yeah, the theme of family is like really, it's great. Cool. I love it. And yeah. like, my personal theory is that <laughs> the past is not going to tie into any of that shit whatsoever. It's just telling its own insulated story, which I could be entirely wrong on. But that's that's how I vibe with it. That'd be cool. Or it catches up right at the end with the we go inside, we shoot Bib, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> that's the plan. Like he's really on the, like a whiteboard. <laughs> I think, um, and I think, like maybe the Tuscans will come back in the final episode, like in the future or the present. Oh, that'd yes. be neat. All of his family together, yeah. Because I feel like I feel like um, we know that Favreau and Filoni have got this like grand plan of like show crossover, like Avengers type ending. I'm telling you, we're gonna get Siege of Mandalore too. Yeah, we're gonna get some Mandalore shit. We're gonna get like a whole. I think like the combination, the culmination of this will be like the Siege of Mandalore two, where uh, Din and Boba will be leading because they're gonna be like the two outsiders who will be the saviors of Man. Mandalore. God, I would love Boba to be the savior of Mandalore and to prove Bogatan fucking wrong. 
Wouldn't it be neat if we have like a sort of like a like a sort of like a like the ending of the New Hope, but like the opposite of like Bo-Katan giving Boba Fett a medal and being... <laughs> <laughs> trying to fit it over the top of the helmet. <laughs> Grogu. Oh, it gets us a little medal. <laughs> I want that. I want that stuff. I want that. I feel like that's a good sort of crossover. You know, you have like people. I guess Soka can help out. She's already been through one siege of Mandalore. Man, like, oh, this can is she not? Can she not? Can she just be far away? Thanks. <laughs> yeah, she can go do your own thing, Soka. Yeah, yeah, she can go be far away, or like Boba can kill her or something. I guess not a sentence <laughs> I thought I would ever like say before this year, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's where I'm at now. <laughs> this is this is what Thelonious done to me. <laughs> You've been personally victimized. I have if been. You've been. If you've been affected by Dave Filoni, please call this number. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's all we've got really much to talk about this week, right? We've talked about everything in depth. Yeah, I think so. So we've got to go to our overall thoughts and score, and we can only do that by giving us our new score system. <laughs> now, rather than rating things out of 10, we're doing it differently this year for this show. And we're going to be rating things out of 10 for <laughs> a little Tomorrow Morrison rating system. I love that picture so much. <laughs> He's so cute. So, so cute. Sarah, do you want to give us your rating out of 10? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll give this one a solid 8 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> you like this, Claire? Claire, your rating out of 10? It's really cute. Um, <laughs> um, I would say there's something about rating out of Tem that makes you not want to do half a Tem. Yeah, I, feel I don't like want. Yeah, ooh, we're gonna go whole Tems here. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you, and I'm gonna put an eight out of Tem, um, because I know that there's room for so much more Tem goodness. Mm, you yeah. know. So I know that there's so much coming, but there were some really really excellent moments, and I love. The little, the little up climb that we're going on. I know we're about to jump off the cliff here in a few episodes, so it'll be. I'm excited. He's doing so good. I just love him so much. I love him so much. This makes me so happy. I'm just Same yeah, like ha- happily surprised because I love Boba Fett and I was excited for the show anyway. But I just figured it might be like a little palate taster until the Mandalorian season three comes along. Like a nice little bit of, you know, bit of a filler to be like. Mm. That's a bit of Boba Fett history, but actually I feel like this show is very much emotionally charged and uh, a really good symbolization of, that's not a word, I made that up, a symbol of <laughs> Boba Fett. And it's everything I ever wanted from the character and the respect that they're giving the character. I feel like that's the biggest thing, respect for him. It's everything really I didn't know I needed that. from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just love what they're doing. So I'm going to give this episode a 9 out of 10. Nice. Because nice. I really did enjoy it. And like you said, Claire, there's always there's always room for more Tim. But like, that's, always that's room. True. Always. I'm always ready for another helping of Tim. Mm-hmm. Look at his face. He's so happy. Even if the show <laughs> ends up sucking at the end, like it's going to be my favorite just because it has so much Tim. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have been given. I'm just so happy. Uh, well, that's all we have time for this week on the Bibliotheque of Boba Fett. Saf, where can people find you? Um, people can find me on Twitter at Wanderlustin. Um, 
you can wow that's so fancy <laughs> uh i am on rogue quadrant uh the podcast which is similarly chaotic uh that's that's pretty much me that's me perfect uh don't forget that you can uh, follow us on Imp Senate Pod and on Instagram at Imperial Senate Pod. We also have a Facebook page and all those good details are found in the link below. Uh, don't forget to support the show by buying our merchandise or becoming a patron on patreon.com forward slash the Imperial Senate Podcast. All links again are available in the description below. Claire, where can people find you though? Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at C Stribs. There I am. Uh, you can catch me on, uh, obviously, you can catch me here. You can catch me doing reaction videos on our YouTube channel. You can catch me streaming on the Twitch occasionally, but I have been dying, so I have not been streaming. <laughs> so <laughs> that's been that's been kind of bummer. I'll get back to it, guys. I'll be back on the Twitch soon. And then uh, I'm. you can also find me every Sunday night on, ooh, listen to that. Every Sunday night on Shooting the Poodoo over at the Broaxium YouTube channel. And most of the time, you can catch me reviewing Dr. Afra for their quick shots. Um, except this time because I was dying. And that's it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CMWASHBY and on Instagram at CharlieMWAshby. You can support me on Patreon, Ko-fi, the links of which are available on my Twitter bio through my Linktree URL, or you can just click here. Uh, there you go. Nice little link. How great is that? Uh, but yeah, thank you all for joining us this week. We'll be back next time. But until then, bye. Bye. <laughs>